We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is not Giancarlo Navas, and with me today is co-founder and and somebody who can't currently get his mute system to work, Giancarlo Navas, and also got Tiff. Hey, Tiff, <laughs> Tiff's cool. Tiff, Tiff, Tiff brings like an additional like five points of cool to every pod. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Gee, get your stuff your together. Shirt. I wonder. Oh, I love your shirt. I wonder. I wonder where you can get that shirt. By the way, listen. If you got the cash and your and your couch cushions and your cigarette tray in your car, do they still make those? I don't know. But uh, if you got change floating around, him hit up that MHB merch shop. Can y'all hey, hear me? That's are we yeah. are we are we good? Maybe, maybe can everyone hear America? me? I can hear. Yeah, you. I can hear you. Okay, because Brian kept talking over me, so I got scared. I was like, "Oh God!" Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Carla Office. With me today is producer, co-founder Brian Goins, and reality check master Tiffany Meeks. What's up, fam? Let's go. We good to go. Okay, listen, we have a little tech. Not everybody can hear you now and all your awful takes. It's great. Listen, we have uh we have tons of stuff. The other day I almost dropped my phone in the toilet and I thought that's where my tweets belong. Like there because How? Wait, explain. I just I'm clumsy and I dry I was I was cleaning the bathroom and I, I was changing the song on Spotify and and I almost fell. Okay, chat says my mic's too loud. Let's adjust that a little bit. Um so yeah, that, that's what happened. So we have uh we have a few things to talk about. Um by the way, we're going to get into the finals. What a, what a fun series, guys. What great basketball. We're going to talk about that. I have a couple of takes on one. It was a great game. Absolutely phenomenal game. I want to get into that on the back end of the show. I want to start with something that happened last week. We haven't really potted. Uh, we haven't done like a proper MHB. We've done some Spotify green rooms. You can check those out uh, on Spotify green room app. Follow us on Twitter at MIHeatBeat. We tweet out the links. We have a ton of fun. A lot of heat Twitter people. Come on, we have a great time. And thank you if you're joining us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash MIHeatBeat. We appreciate and love you guys for that. So last week when it was kind of, uh, you know, they were trying to fill the rest of Team USA because Kevin Love is out here mailing it in, collecting, you know, Team USA swag. And I don't know if he gets a check or what, uh, but, you know, he he got sent home for being bad and are potentially being hurt, probably both. And now there's a bunch of guys in COVID protocols um, 
And they kind of brought up like, okay, well, who's the next man up to, to join Team USA? And Duncan Robinson's name kept coming up. And uh, as Heat fans were like, I mean, part of it, Tiff, I know you and I were like, I don't really know if my man should be uh, playing ball right now. I think he should be resting. I mean, he led the league in miles run, played every single game last season, played and started every single game last season. And then last season, he also played every single game, including all the playoff games. So a lot of miles on legs that, Frankly, at the end of that Buck series, Piff looked absolutely dead and exhausted. And I, I've said this a bunch, like when Duncan were, were to kind of come up and screen in actions or if Duncan were to come off a handoff, that's the first trigger. And then he does 50 other things in the set, whether it be cut, whether it be flare, whether it be screen or whatever. And he was just not moving. And to me, that that kind of signaled like my man's exhausted. So we we didn't really want him to go out there, right? Like we're just like, my man, you should stay home and. And, you know, I don't know, do whatever, whatever athletes do for, for like rehab. <laughs> You're the jock. Yeah, not me. No, I, I, no I, I just definitely thought he needed the rest. That's one. But two, he's looking for a large contract. You know, like in a matter of like weeks, he's looking for a payday. And with COVID still rampant, and an injury can happen at the drop of the dime. I just didn't think it, I, I didn't think it made sense for him. Um, you know, had he had his new contract and he felt fine and they asked him, fine, go ahead, do what you got to do. You got your guaranteed money. Life is fine. But it's too many things up in the air for literally him to just risk it all. That's how I look at it. I, you know, I understand you want to represent your country and so on and so forth, but at some point, you got to be me first. I, Brian, and the reason why, and Tiffany, you and I feel like the exact same way. The reason I bring this even up, because now Zach Levine uh, might not make the trip, right? Now that's up in the air because he's uh, in the COVID protocol and, and who knows what's going to happen with the days leading up to it. And Duncan's name might come up again, right? Like, you know, he was there. That, that was floating around. That came from somewhere. Maybe they want a little shooting, help their offense, whatever. And Brian, I thought it was really interesting just the general NBA Twitter's reaction to that. It was like they they felt it blasphemous. And I don't think people realize that at, at the second half of last season, Brian, the only other player shooting the ball better than he was was Steph Curry. And that is on volume, attempts, and any percentage, any PPP, anything you look, any metric, any film, anything you look at, the only person that was shooting the ball better second half of last season was Steph Curry. And we all know that the season prior, he was just breaking every sort of record. Brad, did you find that as funny as I did that I'm, everyone's just like blaspheming against the idea of maybe the best shooter uh, av available making the team better than everybody that's there right now? <laughs> uh, did I find it funny? Probably not, but... Obviously, it's just interesting to see like Twitter in itself. Like you, you can realize like there's a lot of NBA fans who don't really watch other teams. And not to say like I'm one that watches like every single team in the league, but I know enough about other teams' rosters where I can tell if somebody's good or not to make Team USA. Uh, Duncan's good enough to make Team USA, especially with the roster that they have, which is a bunch of isolation players. They can use a guy that can just move off screens and you not have to have the ball in his hands to make a shot. I. So, I I thought that was pretty interesting that like people didn't realize like where that fit would have came in, in terms of having Duncan on the team. Um, obviously, he's not going, and I don't think 
the Zach Levine thing um, is even going to open up availability for him because it looks like what they're doing is they're probably going to take more people from the select team if something else happens with the rest of the roster. Tyler's on the select Obviously, team. We saw like Hilton Johnson and, and yeah, uh, I think he's back in Miami too. Uh, that'd be interesting, but I don't. I, I've, of all the people that that they kept, because they they kept three players. It was Keldon Johnson. They kept um, who's the other guy from the Pistons? The, that the um, kid from Cleveland too. Yeah. Oh yeah, Darius Garland and, and then Sadiq Bay were were the other two. So I believe those probably be the other two uh, players if if something were to happen on this roster that uh, they take their place. Um, but honestly, like Duncan, it's good that he's even just mentioned and recognized because imagine where he was like two three seasons ago he was just a draft player coming to the league you know he was a g league player that we all hated in preseason <laughs> he was <laughs> he was and he played the last game against the nets on Dwayne wade's farewell season and i was like why is this guy yeah. taking all the minutes what is eric doing this is so weird <laughs> so, we were wrong I mean, it's awesome for him that he's even like just given the chance He's given a chance to like even like turn down Team USA. Like that's right. crazy to believe, and he's and he's about to get a payday. Yeah, he's about to get a, a massive payday in just a couple of weeks. He right. Tiff, he's like, you know, and we've said this before, but you know, the Heat took him from a B plus shooter to an A plus shooter, right. and and that's him too. That's the work, you know. That's not just the Heat. That's the work that he's put in. But yeah, he's become. A like not just I think specialist is even uh demeaning to what he does. He is literally one of the three or four best shooters in the world right now, behind Steph right. and Clay. And we don't even know what Clay Thompson is gonna look like when he comes back from all right. his injuries, right? It's like if I ask you, you know, you want you can have any like you need a three pointer with whatever time left, or, or Duncan's gonna be high on that list. And right. the fact that he's Worked his way into the conversation for as an Olympian. That's fucking kind of wild. I mean, just look at him. Right. That guy doesn't look like an Olympian. That guy looks like he he's like at the Geek Squad at Best Buy. He doesn't look like he'd be a fucking Olympian. That's absolutely insane what he's able to do. Just a consideration. Is, so, but it's like, so then what's the conversation then that we're having surrounding? Because... Everything you just said about him is true, correct? Every team would want a Duncan Robinson. Every team would want him. Every team. So it harkens back to why are we even talking about Colin Sexton? He's good too. (laughs) What do you mean? But, uh, But what I'm saying is if every team needs and wants a Duncan, why are we so quick to kind of say, oh, okay, because you would be ushering him out to bring in this other guy. No, I don't think so. I think you could make that work. Yeah, because, 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 no. yeah, because Sexton's. How are you making that work? It, 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 let me tell you why it's not working. There's no way they could play together in the backcourt. There is absolutely no way. Um, it's the same as what we just had. It no, because, because, because Sexton's a little bigger than. than... It do, it, that doesn't matter. If you don't know what to do with your body on defense, doesn't matter how big you are. I get what you mean. The same. It would be the same backcourt. It would be the. It would be. It would be in. It would be in the sense that you don't trust them on defense, and you're basically counting on your rotations, and you're going to have to have your backline 
flying all over the place, which is just generally unideal for an 82 game right. season. I'll 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 counter to Tiff's point. Uh, we saw the Heat make the finals with Goran Dragic as their leading point, and he's not a great defender. So it's but, not like they couldn't make that work with their scheme. Like obviously, it's they would be a very strong like heavy switch team still. Um, it wouldn't be a great regular season defense, that's for sure. It wouldn't but be. I think a great... they could make it work if they if they had to. Here's the thing about it. First of all, like we have no idea. Let's say Gorn stays. We don't know what he looks like. But you don't want to have to heavily rely yet again on Jimmy and Bam, because that's the that that's the whole problem. Where as you say, it won't be great in the regular season. You can patchwork it. But by the time the playoff roll, you're going to be dead and walking yet again. So it's like the it's it's the it it's fast and furious. Each movie's the same. This is what this would be. <laughs> okay, I so Tiff, I actually <laughs> I actually don't disagree with you. What I will say is, so like I I generally agree. Like the fact that like if you're going to bring in like not a plus defender in the backcourt, and if you're keeping Duncan, you essentially kind of give yourself the same set of problems you've been dealing with in in ways. Now the way you have to win is you have to have a really, really good offense, right? Because the defense was a top 10 defense this year, but it's just really difficult for that to be sustainable because you just really depend on Jimmy at the nail flying in and out. He's another year right. older. You really, really hurt your rebounding because now you're over-switching Bam on a ton of stuff. So I get what you're saying, and I, I just I agree with you, but if that's the move that they have to make, that's the move they have to make. And, and Colin's a guy that can really, really juice their offense. And if they can be a top three, top four offense. And if they can just be survivable enough on the boards, I think it could work. Now, that survivability on the board depends on quite a few things. (laughs) Who are you getting at the four? How much can Colin survive? And then how many matchups can Colin survive? Because he's not going to be a turnstile like Kendrick Nunn and and like Goran and like Tyler, right? He's going to be a little bit, he has a little bit more size. So naturally he's going to be able to Kind of improve i don't think he's like a horrible on-ball guy athletic. yeah he's a more athletic he i worry more about him like you know when teams are running kind of more complex actions rather than you know just steady high pick and roll stuff i don't know i just think yeah. that I mean, like, he, obviously he's not he's not true holiday so like, like no we have to get that out of the way no. like, he, i don't think there's gonna be a, the, there's not gonna be anybody that the heat can realistically get that's a great point of attack defender outside of kyle Lowry. Well, but the, but the idea would be, and I keep saying, you would bring Colin in and you would move him to the two. Like, there's no way you would, like, have yeah. him as your traditional point guard. So, like, there's no way. Like, there's, there's nothing that they could do in the offseason to get him ready for that. Like, You're just that's moving the problem around. You're not addressing yes, what exactly. ails you. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I, I don't, I don't so, disagree with you. So I like Duncan, but what I'm saying is if, let's say, like, if that's your only, like, oh, let's just bring in Colin and bring in, and we don't have any other options, then you're, you did. You just put a problem somewhere else that you already had. I'd rather have Duncan next to even Kyle Lowry, if that's the case. I, I, because to me, I'm with you. Duncan would be your worst defender on the court. Depending on who you get at the four, but even if you try to reel right. it back out, you know you're still right. The Ariza thing's really interesting, Tiff, because last year, and I, I think that we're gonna remember Ariza worse than he actually was because of how bad he looked in that playoff series. No, 
Because yeah, that I wasn't agree. the matchup for him. Because I think, and you're seeing it now, by the way, Jay is getting absolutely handled in space. He's not a space yeah. defender. And that was an issue here. And I actually wrote about that early when they traded for him, that he was struggling when they would switch, when he would switch on to quicker guys. Because that's not his game. And if you're going to get a guy like Jay in space, you're going to have issues. Right. A guy like Ariza, you trust a little more in space. He has a little more lateral mm-hmm. quickness. I think he has a bigger wingspan. He's not as strong. He's not as physical. He's not as tough. But he does help you kind of get more turnovers, which I think was important for the Heat because getting out in transition, even though their transition was kind of dog shit, it was better than their half-court offense. So, you know, him kind of being there to force some turnovers kind of got them rolling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um I don't mind if they bring him back. I just think that people are going to remember him getting absolutely demolished by a guy that he had no chance against. Um, so that's just my little, and I, that's my little spiel on a reason. Cause I feel bad the way that people talk about him now. It's a little unfair. I think. No, he, he had no chance at doing anything with Giannis. Like there was, there was no way. Giannis was quicker, stronger, faster, bigger. Like there's just no way it wasn't. Like when he played really well, it's when we played against teams that were smaller or he was quicker than his opposition. Or teams that they could but, trap against because they could right. they were struggling and trapping the Bucks. It was just a it's a it was a bad matchup for him. And the sad thing is each game showed you why it was a bad matchup for him. And I think hands down, it was just a bad matchup for the Heat. You know what's you funny? Know what's you, funny are- you say that? Well, I was actually going to counter. Like, what, yeah. what's funny is, like, Tiff, you say that. And honestly, out of all the playoff series that Giannis has played so far, I mean, obviously, he's still playing this one, but of all of them that he's played, the lowest field goal percentage he's actually played in is the one against the Heat. It was the Heat, but it was, it was mostly Bam. Yeah, it was most, and that's the thing. Like, and Jimmy. Yeah, played, but I'm just saying. For the most part, it, they played decent defense on it. It was the right. rest of the team that pretty much. I don't even think the they shot the... Their defense was not the issue that series, although they they had those two games where they shot the lights out. But all the right. other games, he kept their shooting in check. They kept Giannis relatively in check. What killed them was they got offensive rebounded to death. That was yeah, one yeah. thing that they just yeah. could not stop. So and they couldn't score. And yeah. the couldn't score was like the fucking nail on the coffin of their whole goddamn right. season. And the offensive rebounding, you know, in, in a way, that was also, and that, a lot of that was Giannis just out-toughing right. them. And, and that was Ariza kind of getting ragdolled around, and that's why it looked right. bad. And, and generally, like, they had to move Ariza off of Giannis, and that was, I think, the game four adjustment by Spo, because it was just very yeah. clear that they would get into a rhythm early, and Giannis would get it out to shooters, because then Jimmy has to come help, Bam has to come help, they got to send a guy over, and then the, 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 the shooting was just absolutely killing them. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, gee, looking at what the what Phoenix is doing, all these other playoff series that you've been seeing, what do you think the Heat could do differently if they faced them again next year? I I mm. think that Miami has generally. Like what, would you, what would you do different? Just, what would I do different than what the Suns are doing, or or what Miami did? What would you different just in terms of like what? How would you game plan them for for the next time you have to face them? Because I think I you feel said like help. what we saw in the bubble and what we and what we saw this season. Two completely different game plans, and I feel like the one this season definitely backfired just because they didn't have the personnel. I think right. this season what really bit them in the ass was their scoring because I think defensively their game plan was really solid. They were sending help at Giannis, and they were like guys on the outside beat us, right? And what the Suns are doing is they're not sending as much help, but they're really staying home on guys, and they're merely making Middleton make tough shots, and Middleton is a tough shot maker. So that's been like something that's been really good. I mean, Drew also has like kind of been hot and cold for them as well. And I I think that's been some adjustments. They, I think the interesting thing about the Suns is that they've been able to survive and drop. And the big thing, the Dario Saric injury is kind of really huge for them because Aiton had to play like almost 40 minutes or 45, what did he play? 45 minutes the other day. They don't have a reliable back of five. I think Torrey Craig's a little too small. And especially if they're going to, if the, the Bucks have some fun small ball lineups where, if, okay, you're going to downsize them and we're just going to be better than you at these lineups. And I think Chris is a little banged up because their minutes, like every, like with Devin minus Chris, it's like good. And then Chris minus Devin, it's really bad. He's not surviving. I mean, Devin's really like kind of the fulcrum of their offense right now. And the Bucks defense has been good all playoffs. I think what Miami does really well is Miami is, I think, one of the only teams in the league that likes to be in rotations and they like to be in scrambles because they have these fucking tornadoes as help defenders and Jimmy and bam, and they can really get their hands in the passes and they can disrupt and they can make passes difficult, which is why the books offense looked kind of fucked up. And if you look at the net series, that was really the off. That was really the series where the bucks offense looked absolutely horrible because they, you know, are a super switch heavy team like Miami. And they were just kind of have a lot of length, right? Like KD has a lot of length and even, when they go small, like these guys like Jeff Green are, are a little bigger than look. So they, the Bucks are kind of weird. I think Miami generally has a good game plan to defend against them. Um, but I I don't think the Heat have to do too many different things in kind of how they approach certain playoff matchups. I think this was just very specifically, I'm talking too much, but uh, a failure of their offense. More than anything else, their offense just sucked all season and they could not score. And I think you you see like Forbes can't stay on the court for the Bucks, and Miami could not attack him and the show and recover. They could not solve it, and that's on Jimmy. One hundred percent, that's on Jimmy. That's like that's on nobody else but Jimmy. And if you're gonna have Forbes and Divincenzo and and, and Connaughton show and recover, I go you gotta you gotta find ways to get into your sets a little quicker 
you have to fucking get, you have to push the ball up a little faster. And if you got to set that screen at 20 on the shot clock, you got to do it because you need two or three cracks to get the matchup you want. You cannot at 16 get that first screen. And now all of a sudden, if they show recover and you don't really get the matchup you want, now you're facing six on the shot clock. You have a matchup that you're not 100% good with. And then it's a shitty pull up jumper. So Miami and Tiff, that goes to your point of they need a point guard. They need a guy to get them up the floor, to get them into a set quick so they get... They have guys that need a couple cracks at it because they're going to get a good shot. They have enough really good players, but they just can't be doing the shit where 16 on the clock and that first screen comes. That's just not good enough. And if you look at these teams in the finals, they know how to push the ball. Right. Right. So... Chat's saying breathe. Ah, listen, I I haven't talked about the finals, really. I mean, when I go on hangover time, it's like performance. And, you know, we haven't really done. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, listen, it's been a while. No, that was a good analysis. It's, Honestly, like, that's that's probably some of the best analysis you've had this entire playoff. Uh, listen, to, yeah. listen, it's, uh, so, it's, it's a fun series. It's a really fun you. series. Seems like you've been watching some NBA basketball. So that's good. It's I good. have. Been I have. Watching I have. Um, so what what happens? Um, what happens? What happens? What? 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 What happens to um, Chris Paul next season? I mean, he he's going back. I mean, that's that's he's, they're I, gonna. Run. I fully guarantee that he'll sign an extension. Uh, he's with, gonna get the bag. It's probably. Yeah, you see, well, you see I think he's, he's gonna. Yeah, I think he's gonna resign. But what happens to Chris Paul next season? Oh, in I terms think, of like his his ability, I think he'll be fine. I just don't think. Look, we, we, we've seen from Chris Paul something we've seen how many years in a row now? Like, it's just, it is what it is. Like, like he, he's a great NBA player. And it's just like, at some points of the season, you get dinged up. And for some reason, it's, it's always when teams need to know. Tiff, they're a guard and short. It's just shit luck, honestly. They're a guard yeah. short. Campaign can't be your third guard. And I think they yeah, are. That's Javon of- Carter, which I feel like they should play more. I think if they, I think their probably priority will be kind of get another guy that they trust. And, you know, I, I don't know if they need a bit more of a scoring punch or a guy oh, yeah. who can, could you, I, I'm not really sure what they need out of that third guard, but I, I do think they need someone a step above campaign because oh. when, when CP's without Booker, it's mm-hmm. not looked good uh, in this, at least in the finals. And, and really, if you go back to the Clipper series, you know, when, when, when Booker was off and CP was on, like they were just getting absolutely blasted in those minutes. Um, and those teams aren't going away, right? Like the Clippers are probably right. going to come back. So, I mean, they have a really talented team. Aiden's going to get better. Devin's going to get better. Um, but I, I'm actually glad that you brought that up, uh, Tiff, because it, to me, you look at the Bucks and what they did, right? So they trade Drew Holiday for three first-round picks and two pick swaps. Right, which at the time we all made fun of them. Like this is this is ridiculous. What the fuck are the Bucks doing? And, and I think pick swaps are like the most overrated shit on earth. Like unless like somebody gets like they're they're really. I hate when people say like five first round picks. Like no, it's three first round picks. And it's if the whole Boston Celtics that and that, and that right. that's trade. That's the only reason why. Yeah. Um, but they they go all in and they did something that was uncomfortable. They they gave a lot of stuff for a guy that. Honestly, was not a home run, right? We it was not like uh, this guy is like you know the answer to all their issues. He has warts. You had questions about his shooting. 
think the defense you kind of knew, but you know, as a play, as a high level playmaker and as a shooter, I think there were legitimate questions as to can Drew really get us over the hump without Bogey, right? Because it was supposed to be Drew and Bogdanovich and and Tiff after they nickel and dime for, um, for Brogdon, and he got sent out, and they had egg on their face. They got embarrassed by the Heat in the bubble. They come back. They have a really strong off season. They re-sign their star. And I think that's great for the league that this ownership, you know, really fucked up with the Brockton thing. And they really did not do a lot to improve the team. They got embarrassed by Miami and they really came back strong. And they had kind of an embarrassing offseason too because of the Bogdanovich thing. They held strong. They made some good moves on the margins. The Portis thing, uh, the Portis signing has been really effective for them. They made a lot of really good moves. And I think that's great for the league that they get a guy staying in that small market that shows you that, listen, if you do the right things, if you take the right chances, if you yeah. have a smart front office, that shit matters because you just can't reward, you know, these franchises that live in nice cities that back their way into success, right? Like there's a ton of them. I'm not going to name names, but there are certain franchises who just have been run like dog shit that literally every time they trade a young player, they get better. Uh, looking at Los Angeles, you know, all of you know they just back their way into success so i think that's really I, i'm like really happy for the league because like that's i think the really good story right no i think and i was saying to you earlier that like a lot of these like quote unquote because we say small market but they still have more money than god yeah so you know it's like, non-glamour cities right right but you get you get these players who end up being stars and it's like you got to spend the money that's the that's part of the game. Like at some point, you got to go into the luxury tax. You got if you want to win, this is how it is done today. There's no more. You got this player, you're grooming this player, and all of a sudden you're champions. This isn't the '70s. Like it's not happening now. Everybody's switching teams. People want to play with friends, and they still want to get paid. So this is what it is. So if you get that great player, New Orleans, I'm talking to you. Get rid of the fluff and the dust and start making things happen. Allah, you should be in the playoffs next season. Because if you miss the playoffs, that's two years already that you've missed with him. That's all I'm saying. There's a lot of Sacramento, right? They have a really good young yeah. talent in De'Aaron Fox. And that it's it happens a lot. And I just a lot of these teams are part of it is they just live in cities that guys don't want to be in. And part of it is that they're grossly mismanaged. And uh, Giannis is obviously like a special guy. Not everybody, but um, Brian, it kind of also reminded me of when Miami traded two picks for Dragic, right? And I, a lot of people say it's like a, it's not an apples to apples, right? Because, you know, the third pick is really a lot. But you know, there there is almost like a like a pick inflation lately, right? Like, <laughs> you know, two picks back then was the, the, the new three picks now. You know what I mean? Like. Dragic is absolutely like the kind of the level of player at the time that 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 Drew is. And I don't think like that's something that we love about Miami and specifically about Pat. And I know that he fucks up a lot, but the fact that he swung huge on Dragic and they really had a team of Dragic, Dwayne Wade, Luol Dang, and Chris Bosch playing the best basketball of his life. And that team absolutely should have made the conference finals. And they had a really good matchup against Cleveland that year. They were one of the few teams that had like a lot of really good wing defenders for them, like Winslow 
and Luol Dang had done a really good job on LeBron during the regular season. And it's just rare that you have two bodies that are really like the size and the strength to be able to defend a guy like LeBron. And obviously, you know, Dwayne on Kyrie and all that. Like, we were kind of robbed of that Eastern. And I tweeted it the other day, but I just, the whole talk about Drew kind of reminded me of like when the Heat went all in for Dragic. Brian. Drew's better. <laughs> I mean, uh, is I think he? what 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 Milwaukee did. Oh, yeah, geez. I think he is. Stop. I mean, he's he's he's, he's better, yeah. not by a lot. Like Brian's like making it seem like they're just not even in the same stretch. Yeah, Dragic was play. great. Dragic was great at the time. Dragic um, was an all, all coming off an All so NBA season. They're just at different points right now. Third team NBA. Come on. Has Drew Holiday made an All NBA? They're at different points right now. Oh yeah, they are. Drew I just level All NBA. Has he? Good for him. He has um, made... I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I get where you're trying to go, but I feel like it's a very loose comparison because the Heat didn't have anyone nearly he has as has never good made as an All-NBA team. He's a one-time oh. All-Star, and he has never made an All-NBA team. Then, uh, Dragic, conversely, did not make the All-Star team when he made All-NBA. That's so weird. I don't understand how, how you make an All-NBA team and not make the All-Star team. There have been players that it's like, won defensive uh, what, player what of the year. Bradley Beal. Yeah, All NBA third team in 2014, and an NBA All Star in 2018 only, which he mm-hmm. made like twice mm-hmm. removed because like Kemba and somebody else got hurt or sick or whatever. Yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah, good for Gogi. Happy, happy for him. I hope you. I hope he stays, man. I love, you? I love Dragic. Dragic is one of my favorite. He players of all time. He st- he stays. Or like I said in the chat, they're at plan Z, which means he has to go. If they uh, get that far down the line and they're at plan Z, he has to go. Uh, I, I mean, they're going to have to make this. a decision on his option before. Well, they have well, to have some intel of what they want to do in terms of like whatever they're trying to target. It's most likely going to have to be in the trade market because Outside of Kyle Lowry, he's like the only free agent I can see the Heat willing to spend money on. Like significant. I don't think cap there's space. any other free. I mean, Kawhi, yeah, significant cat space. Like the rest of it, you're trying to find some higher salary players on other teams that you can, you know, kind of swing either the Goron or Iggy salaries, and you could do like separate trades for each of those contracts while attaching, you know, a couple of their other younger stars like Precious and, and KG. The draft might be telling. Oh yeah, yeah. You see what other people do. You'll know. And they, I mean, they're, they're probably going to try to get in the mix. They might try to buy us a second. Can they? They might be able to buy us. I know that yeah, Riley they, kind they, of insinuated that they were going to try to get in the, right. get a pick, a, a late pick. Yeah. I just think if, if, if we get to the point where they have to do, you know, some sort of trade or sign and trade with Gorn or what have you, that means that the first three options were probably no longer options. Cause I don't, think that's something they want to do they want to keep him i I think think, but for less money so if they have to get rid of him that means they failed somewhere or something really good came up Uh, yeah to me i think that's going to be the the option that they're going to have to face like if they really want to get somebody better they're going to have to use his salary in order to move him whether or not they like him or not like it's it's just a matter of making the salary cap work in their favor. That's that's what they're gonna have to tell Jimmy whenever they trade him. Like if CJ hey, becomes available, or whoever, if it's a Brandon Ingram contract, either way, like they're gonna have to move his salary to make 
just make the numbers work. You think you and, have to move? You think you got to move Gorn to get CJ? Yeah. Which, you, I don't even know. What's his contract? What's a lot. his in the thirties? Yeah. Well, yeah. You would you would need both. You need both basically Dragic's contract and and Iggy, I think, just to make well, whatever it's it's one hundred twenty percent or it's eighty percent, right? Eighty percent. Yeah, eighty percent is like the minimum that she can like match salaries, which that becomes tight because once you make that well, no, that would be a basic trade. So actually, that wouldn't be as bad for Heat because you wouldn't be hitting the the hard cap on that specific trade. But if they say they want they want to try to get Kyle Lowry as well. Then that's when it gets a little tough because then you're trying to, you know, stay under the hard cap. Um, and I think part of the reason why I think the Heat are definitely going to go the route of um, being an overcap team, which means they will accept team options to try to look for sign trades like for Kyle Lowry or even these other trades that we're hearing, like Sexton and Ingram, it's just because they want to use every bit of their exceptions that they can. Yeah, like that full level exception is a nine point six or nine point seven million exception that they can easily use and get a four. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's going to be to their benefit to be an overcap team, and it's going to require them potentially moving Dragic because there's no way they're going to keep him on his current contract while wanting to make these other moves. So it's, it's hard. Dragic is at 19 team option. Andre's at 15. So together, you can get a pretty high number. Plus with heroes, four million. So if that's the young asset that you attach, that's now you're getting into like legitimate. I have money. And the asset, right? I have I have three players, two of them on giant expiring deals, and a really young asset. And if you can find a way to free up your pick, now you're in business for something good. Now that's a lot of moving parts, and the freeing of the pick is very is a lot easier said than done. And depending on what they value in Casey Collar or Precious or whoever it would take to to, to kind of finagle the pick from Oklahoma City, um, but they can get to a salary number. Like, I think them and the Warriors are the two teams that can get to a salary number plus add young asset uh, pretty easily and painlessly. Right? Miami's it's issue just are the just the picks. Yeah. It's just the picks that the Heat don't have right now. Do you and know what that mean pick that is? It's Tiff, the you, 2023 no, pick. No, Tiff, do you know how that pick ended up in Oklahoma City? It drives me insane. No, how did it end up? It is the pick that you're going to love this. That draft pick. That, my, that Oklahoma City has was given to them by the Clippers. And the reason why the Clippers had it is because when the Heat were trying to get the Jimmy Butler deal done, they traded Hassan for Myers Leonard and Mo Harkless, and they needed to get rid of Mo Harkless. And they had to oh unload Mo Harkless plus a first-round pick to the Clippers to take him, and the Clippers started Mo Harkless. So the Clippers got a starter and a first-round pick because the heat, because the whole Mark Cuban deal fell apart with the Mavericks, and they were sent scrambling, which drives me. And then the, uh, so it's still more. But they kept going. It's yeah. it's more heartless fucking us. And the Clippers basically us. traded that pick to go get Paul George. Yes. Mm. So that's how. So that pick is the pick that they had to unload more heartless for. Which but it's it was like, a protected pick, which is what's making it hard for the Heat to trade their future picks. Yes, because it, because so, it, because it's lottery it's protected. Like a, it's like a they don't know when one it gets protected conveyed. pick that year. Yeah, because the protections keep rolling over, <sighs> but that in turn messes the heat up because then yeah. the the pick can't be traded until it's actually conveyed. Right. Ugh. I know. Mo. I know. Yeah. No. Fun. 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 
Yeah, I love I love tracking. But picks. honestly, like they, they you don't need that pick back in order to make those trades. Uh, and this is something I've heard on um, a couple other podcasts I've been listening to. Like they could get any other teams a uh, first round pick in twenty twenty three to be able to make those future trades. Oh, and how are you going to really? get a first round pick from a team? So yeah, you don't need to get to your, your own, own first round pick if you just get anybody's first. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you now you don't have the the oh, okay yeah because if they get their pick back if they get a pick in that draft. I think they can trade up to like the next. They could trade up to four picks or something, right? Yeah, the only one that they they can't trade right now, obviously, is the one that's coming up this this upcoming draft, which I don't think is really going to matter to them because they're not going to make a trade at the five the draft. No. So to me, that, that's not, not a big issue. It's, it's really just trying to find a way to get a twenty twenty three first round pick. And honestly, and it's something that I've heard is like an idea just flowing around. Like you could potentially use Duncan as a sign and trade to get maybe a. a one or two first round picks back for him if he could try to get that from like a contender. So like that's a, that's something that Obviously I could see the Pelicans. The Pelicans have a ton of picks and they might want a guy like Duncan to play next to Zion. So like that's a target. Um, you know, you can see and you, I don't know what you you take back in that deal. Um, but I'm telling you this, yeah. and I've said this a bunch. This is gonna be a fun fun off season. There's like so much shit in the air. I think that he'd have a lot of uh rooms to to maneuver and, and, and stuff like that brian we gotta we're gonna brian brian we're gonna get deep at the cap stuff once the draft rolls around yeah. we're gonna have a lot of fun with that we gotta we i gotta can't start. wait honestly it's gonna be it what the heat can potentially do in the offseason while it sounds like it sounds like most likely the most likely sneer is kyle lowry and that's and it's pretty much it and, re, and retaining some of these guys who are were you know restricted free agents to me, they have a lot more potentially like cool moves that they can make outside of Lowry that like could really add more depth to the team than what they currently have. And I think, I think if anything, this is going to be offseason. We're, we're going to look back and be like, damn, Annie Houseberg is even better at his job than we ever thought he was. So. Hey, uh, Carliana, what do you mean by? I'm looking at the chat. What do you, do you guys mean, Stephen Adams? Like, if if Miami should go after Stephen Adams, is that who you meant by Adams? No. No. No, 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 I that that's just his his contract's really, really big. Yeah, um, they owe him, he's owed a ton of money. Yeah, so that's he does uh, not fit. He does not fit. Next no, to and he doesn't fit next to Bam. That's one that, yeah, not a shooter, so it's it's a little it's a little tough. They they. Well, I do know Jimmy get, loves him. Jimmy does love him, but that 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 pairing would not work. I mean, he'd be like a fun backup five, but that's too much money to pay for a backup five. Yeah, but that for here. Here's the thing, like you get him and he's pretty much because of his contract, he has to be your third best player because you're not going to be able to get anybody. It's kind of like what the Heat might do if they make a trade for Kevin Love. Like the idea of Kevin Love sounds awesome, but his contract is not. And yeah. it's really at the point where like you're tied to him and make sh- and like you have to make sure he stays healthy if you want to get like good right. contribution or else like we're also going to get value on the rest of the team. Like, yeah, the idea of Kevin like Love doesn't even sound good. Not anymore, no. especially after like seeing no. him. Uh, Julian Ramos asked earlier uh, if we take uh, Javale McGee. Now, if they didn't have Deadman, I'd take Javale McGee. If they didn't have Dead Deadman, I'd yeah. take him. Yeah, because I mean, he's he's like. And by the way, shout out to uh, shout out to shout out to our man because I mean that's for him to be a laughing stock and then become like a legit good helpful rotation player in the league. That's awesome. I mean the the back of big. I mean Robin Lopez is another guy that I've always really liked, but they just have already like a really quality backup center who wants to be here, 
who fits right. the culture right. and uh and you know he he listen we've we've invested a lot of money in in deadman emotes and, and jokes so he can't leave we're fucked yeah, if he leaves no. i mean it would be cool to have like a be cool to have like another backup bid outside of deadman like i don't think it'd be bad to have a second big on the team if they get another big i'd want him to shoot so if they want like a third big i'd want yeah. a guy who can shoot but I mean, that was- at at that point, you might as well roll the dice on. I mean, they have precious <laughs> Brian. That's true. So they're gonna. I mean, they'll have. Yeah, the, there's three shoot. centers. Yeah, shoot. Listen, <laughs> Bo better thank Mike Brown. Oh, by the way, uh, it's official. By the way, that both, uh, not both, KZ. Uh, yep. What's Gade's first name now? Namdi. 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 Okay, so. KZ, Namdi, and Precious all made the 12 man roster for the Nigerian Olympic basketball team. Yeah, so that's so good for them. I'm so happy yeah. for, for Vincent. I'm so happy for, I mean, I, I like, I love these heat stories and they, they just find guys. They always find guys. They, they just, they, they, I'm just happy, especially for my son KZ. We've been, we've been KZ Hive forever. Um, Odd moving still. I'm, I'm about still to... moving to get that conditional pick removed. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I love my son, but I'm. Uh, you know, if, but... if that's what's gonna take to go get, I don't know who they're gonna get, but like, say, I don't think it's gonna be Damian Lillard. I think Damian Lillard's gonna be a little too much for them to potentially, unless he like completely says, "I have to go to Miami." There's no other team I want to go to. That, that's gonna be a tough trade for me. You know what I feel like, Brian? I feel like the Heat are like one good player removed from like stars fucking being like, "Send me there, damn it!" Like if they had one more guy. I feel like it'd be a lot more attractive. Kyle Lowry? Because, like, yeah. let's be frank. They made the finals, and I'm not team bubbler, and they, I'm not team fluke or anything, but, I mean, their regular season performances have not been inspiring. And uh, I can totally see, like, if you're a team, just like, am I fucking taking a five-seed seriously? Fucking fuck no, I'm not taking it. So, I, I... But, you know, I think Jimmy commands a lot of respect in the league. Uh, Bam's, like, friends with everybody. Uh, which is really good. Saw all the happy birthday messages he got yesterday on Instagram. I know. Yeah, popular. Definitely. Uh, definitely keeping an eye on uh, on that Jason Tatum. Great question, Crab. Twenty twenty five big three pairing. Crab asked a great question. If Nigeria medals, do the Heat hang a banner? I was. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was actually thinking about that with Gogi. If he were to medal, I know he's not playing, but if he did, I wonder if they would have hung a Slovenian banner. If Nigeria medals, they better hang a banner. They did. For, I was there when they did one. No, but those for, are U.S. Those are U.S. I, banners. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, they they have one specifically in the rafters for each of the players that were on the USA Olympics. That's what teams. I'm saying. But so, like they they have one for LeBron, they have one for Wade, and I was there for when they did it for both Alonzo and Tim when they were. But on. I'm saying, but perhaps asking if Nigeria met. Yeah, they should. I bet they, they should. Were. If, Why not? If if those guys are still on the team, because. We don't know but <laughs> if they're still on the if they're still on the team. I think they would. I think they'll do it. You think? I, I don't know if they're good enough because, like, think about it. Then you have you know a Casey Akpala Nigeria banner. And you're after forever because you can't take that down once it's up there. When they win like the thirty seventy title, they need more space to that permanent if they, ornament. If they medal, if they medal, what's? Cardelliana says they should hang it in Sioux Falls. <laughs> 